Here, let me ask you a question. When you're filming, in this one in particular, there's a scene where I think the lead actress had all this hair coming out of her mouth. She's pulling out yes. hair, but there's a whole head of hair. When you say cut, does everybody in the crew applaud? Like they just seem like a magician pull out a satin handkerchief <laughs> from his mouth? They're like, what do you, how do you like make that moment light afterwards? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, yay! Out. It's a good day for a good day. Send a big love in a big way. Yes. Do you know anyone whose second feature they directed made $83 million worldwide? Well, you do now. F. Javier Gutierrez is on the podcast. How you doing, bud? Hey, hello. I'm, <laughs> I'm you happy doing? you're here. <laughs> good to too. see you. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you. Question for you. Okay, The Rings. I want to talk about Rings for a second. Uh, that was written by arguably the biggest Hollywood writers ever, Akiva Goldsman, Akiva. who had written, you know, two different Batman movies, Da Vinci Code, Beautiful Mind. Beautiful he has a new Mind. Star Trek TV series coming out. How did you get that movie? How did you, how'd that come about? Everything started like um, I was at the time working on the Crow movie. Uh, the Crow, I remember this. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was there for a while, and then we got the call from like uh, Walter Parks, yeah, the original producer of yep. the Ring franchise. Yeah, Walter Parks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I met Walter. Um, he's a team, and they yep. were developing the movie for a while. It was pretty fast, actually. Yeah. I say we they like it before the fall. He watched before the fall. Right. Right. And he thought like the visuals. The Sensitivity could work right. into the world of uh, the Ring franchise, mm -hmm. and then from that point on, was everything very fast. Uh, they have a draft that they have been working for a while, and then later in the process, Akira came and did like a, his yes. magic. He does, yes, he uh, does. Yes, he has magic, doesn't he? Yeah, it was. Pretty fast, I have to say. Wow. Yes. That's so that's even more incredible. It came to fruition that quickly and it was just your your second feature. Let me ask you a question. When you're filming in this one in particular, there's a scene where I think the lead actress had all this hair coming out of her mouth. She's pulling out yes. hair, but there's a whole head of hair. When you say cut, does everybody in the crew applaud? Like they just seem like a magician pull out a satin handkerchief <laughs> from his mouth? They're like, what do you how do you like make that moment light afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's, <laughs> it's like, yay! It's like do us more. Yeah, it's like let's do it, let's do it again. Oh uh, no, no. no. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. And he's, he's great. Yeah. Uh, Matilda did really well. Right. And it was very realistic, actually, because actually it was not CGI. Come on. Yeah. I thought for yeah. sure it was CGI. Yeah. That's why I was saying, oh, of no. course, it's all CGI. We but had no. like a amazing work by Ariane Tutin, who right. took care of all the special makeup effects and things. And it was like really pulling. Yes. Out. Oh, she was really pulling out. It was, yes. Because I just saw the other day on YouTube, I saw some guy that was showing the trick how to do it with a, with a satin handkerchief. You roll it all up and you put it inside your mouth, oh. you know, but real quick. And then you just have to pull and it'll go like yeah. that. So it's like. It's like a magic trick. Yeah. Did she put a whole head inside her head, uh, her <laughs> mouth to do it? That's what I'm saying. Because it looked pretty crazy. How do you get Antonio Banderas to produce your first feature that you directed. That's a long story, actually. Well, we yeah. have time. But seriously, his first movie, he directed feature, feature. He's done, you know, shorts and other, but it's your first feature. Antonio Banderas is a producer. Like that's, it's like a dream come true. It was a big surprise for me too. Uh, at the time I made a short film. Uh -huh. It was called Brazil. Brazil. You yeah. actually can find in YouTube. Got a lot of awards yeah. and attention. Got like uh, sieges, Film Festival Award, like got like in the Big festivals. for the Oscars and yeah. everything. At that time, I was in Berlin. Actually. I went to the Berlin Festival, but not because of the Berlin Festival. Actually, I, I was there with, with a girlfriend that she was from Berlin. Okay. And uh, I ran into not Antonio Banderas, but another producer that is a good friend now. It's called Antonio Perez, uh, who ran to me. In, after a screening, he told me, look, uh, you're Javier Gutierrez, right? It's like, I've been trying to reach you. Uh, we 
have no idea where you were, so it's very funny to find you here in Berlin. <laughs> and uh, we are trying to find like a director for a very unique project that I'm putting together with my partners. I have no idea who were the partners. Yeah. And then after, pretty much like we went to party after, uh, where he introduced me. His partner um, was Antonio Banderas. It was like- You didn't know going into it, it was his partner. Yeah, no, no idea, I had no idea. I mean, I just went with the flow, like, like yeah. okay. Because I was at the time, like, I just finished my shopping. I was yep. putting together scripts and doing things. I was in my, you know, like in my own world. Oh, yeah. Like, I was having like holidays in Berlin, not even thinking about the festival or right, anything right. like that. Uh, was my girlfriend who dragged me to the festival oh. actually, to see a movie because I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to Because know. of her, you're right. here today. I know. And I'm sure you're still with that girl right now. No. <laughs> But that's great though. Isn't it crazy how like one event like that, you know, you're doing this next, okay, I'll just go, okay, I'll go. I don't know. And then in a way your life changes at that moment. It happens like that. And to me it has been like very magic and romantic in that regard. Yeah. Those things because I never really, I mean, you plan it always somehow. Yeah, to, you're trying but to. But it never it. works like you expect. No, or, you know? no, it yeah. doesn't. Now you have another big horror movie Coming out, we have to wait for it. Not coming out just yet. We gotta wait. You know what I'm saying? The wait's gonna kill me to wait so long for it. Um, give me the title of this movie that I have to wait for for a couple months. It's called The Wait. Oh my God, it's called <laughs> The Wait. I never knew that because I know this much. Now it's a horror movie, yes? Yeah, so, it has like a supernatural horror elements. Because what I know about these, you know, when it's not out yet, you have to um, all the secrets of it because they have these supernatural horror elements. You don't, you can't tell a lot of people too much about what it is. Mm. You got to keep those secrets tightly under wraps. And by the way, that's actually a good idea for another movie you can make called Under Wraps. Follow me for a second. <laughs> I like this idea. It just came to me. A uh, beautiful girl, maybe she's from Berlin, who's uh, obsessed with the beauty until like a, a doctor botches a medical procedure. She uh, is going to get back and make everyone look just like her. It's going to be <laughs> under, under wraps. Produced, directed, written by Javier Gutierrez. Story by Greg Lindsay. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But anyway, enough about being under wraps. But what can you tell us about that movie that won't spoil anything? You know, and it's coming out and all that stuff. And the way this um, has a lot of to do with my first movie, with Before the Fall. Oh. Because it's kind of like, it's, it's a supernatural Western, neo-Western. Oh. Set up in the 70s in Spain, in the same universe than okay. Before the Fall. Okay. Um, I just, like, after finishing Ring, I felt the need to do something very personal. Mm -hmm. And obviously, in order to do that, I wanted to go back to the south of Spain, where I'm Yes, you're, we're going to get into that in a minute. Yeah, you're from yeah. Spain, yeah. And to shoot something out of the box, something very, I mean, I was working on this script that was like a hard one to make. Again, like before the fall, of the, you know, the, the first time we tried to put together the movie before the fall, nobody really wanted to be part of it because it was kind of crazy oh. and wild right. to do a end of the world movie in Spain with a budget of a million or something. Wow. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. So to convince actually the cast that we got like uh, Eduardo Fernandez or Victor Talijo, Eduardo is like, huge. Mm, in Huge in Spain. Yeah, it was really hard. So with this one, it was equally crazy because, uh, I mean, once you see the movie, you understand it. It's uh, because it has like a very weird look and a very violent thing going on that you don't see coming. But the good thing is that now all those actors, they wanted to be part of it because they knew before the fall already. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, great. Like, so I, I was 
beautiful to cast the movie. I got like a really good cast, and I think you can you can tell when you watch the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, the performances are very great. All of them, they are really good actors. Sure, that's the key. And, and it has like a, an international appeal. It's like a movie that is very local uh, regarding the um, takes place in the with the background of the hunting world. Okay, in Spain. Okay, we like can a, talk about this a little bit. Hunting world back there. Hunting world in Spain. A little bit to know. In okay. the seventies. In the seventies. It's very realistic how it used to be. So it's pretty interesting in that yeah, regard, yeah. culturally speaking. But at the same time, it talks about emotions and connections and a family and go deeper and deeper and has different layers. And one of them is like everything kind of goes around the guilt. Oh. It can be a little bit dense, but you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> has a little bit of everything. But, yeah. Yeah. but in the surface, it's like a very like a, it's a supernatural thriller, folk horror setting. Oh. And you wrote so, this. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. wrote this. Yeah, I use, I mean, I, I write mostly everything. I everything, read. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Except for uh, Rings. Yes. yes, yes. But it's okay if you're not going to write something, let Akiva Goldsman uh, be the absolutely. writer. Absolutely. As well as, you know. Right. Yeah, that's not bad. Now, this movie is in festivals. So, yeah, except for Rings, you pretty much write everything that you direct. Were you a writer before you were a director? Yeah, well, no, actually, it started at the same time. Oh. Uh, I made my short films, I wrote them, and I direct them always. I do the editing and I usually do the production design and everything too. Yeah. So my I God. get very, very involved. Stop shop. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But in this one, I could do it like in the old times. So it was, I felt that I, I was doing like a big short film. Like, yeah. Because I, I had my hands all over the place. You had a lot of control so, on this one here. Yeah. It's, it's a big difference, as we all know, when you can do a movie and have more control, especially as the writer and director, yeah. your vision, you know, as a writer, you always feel when you give it to, to a studio or whoever you give it to and they make it, well, it's never 100% your version. They, they take it, they, they do changes to it. People come in, they, they do this, and the director comes in, he makes his own changes. But when you are the writer and director and you have the power to do it the way mm. you get to show people this is exactly the movie that I want yeah. to make, it's great. It, it is great because, as you said, as a writer, and I, I suffer because I know a lot of writers, a lot of times yes. they, they give you the script. I'm very respectfully with that, like obviously with Akiva and with everybody have, have been working on. It, I try just to be respectful with the original script and oh, yeah. do some tweaks because visually, you know, you sure. have to bring it to your work. Right. But when you have the chance to write and then direct, yeah. uh, it's like really the only thing you have to change from the original vision is like uh, budget-wise. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> you go to the set and suddenly instead of have like the car chase or the, right. the helicopters, it's like, okay, it's not going to happen right. ever. So the thousand so, people that are there, exactly. You know, it's like 10 it's people like there. 10 people, fine. <laughs> well, you know, we just point the camera to that little corner there. Right. It looked um, like, well, we... And make it shaky a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Well, also, you know, sometimes writer, directors, correct me if I'm wrong, will take a script and then they will start to make their own changes and then they will submit their name as a writer on it, but then get also credit. I think in the U.S. Yes, I mean, in the U.S. Uh, it happens like something like that. And it actually happens, I have to say, because I've been a lot in development, not not like a writer here. Right, right. I just like a, a director and I don't want to, I'm not interested when it's not my own thing. Right, right, right. But I have to say, I see even writers that when they do a pass, they just touch for the sake of touching. Yeah. So they change like more than 60% is, yeah. I don't know, the rule or something like that. Something like that. So they get into... They, want to, they always want to get into the arbitration, the WG arbitration, so they can get their name on this, have another name yes. of this. Yes. Which is, I have to say, from Brainer's point of view, it's a little bit messy because sometimes yeah. you have a good script that has, needs like a, a little polish. A little polish. Or a couple of sequences, or maybe like 
Thirty percent. Uh, still good. Yeah. But you don't need to touch things that they work. Exactly. You know, and when you're a director and you see that thing and those like energies trying to, you they know, want to put that stamp for, on it. Yeah, it's really complex the process, yeah. and you have to be there to be able to say, okay, this is good, uh, great. Let's let's use this, but this part you don't really need to touch it. You know, because then you enter in what happened. Yeah, in the U.S., a lot of like a, a hell development process. Yes, yes. It's never right because there is too many writers involved. Too many. And they keep giving like different versions. They are just different versions. Yeah. You know, like better. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it, that. Exactly. If something's working, but they already made other changes, they feel like, oh, I'm going to just change those. I see that a lot. A lot of times if I write something, let's say if I'm doing uh, something with somebody and like I write something and like the, the parts that work really well, I notice some people, oh, I want, let me just touch this up. Let me change. Because they want to be part of that really funny part. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I wrote that. I wrote that with him. I, I, I wrote that with Greg. You know, like I've seen this. You I know? usually stop being. Fine. Yes, exactly. Because then it's like, exactly. Then it stops being as good as it was. So wait, so you're from España. See, by the way, I took uh, six years of Spanish. Come on. Yeah. And this is what I remember my 11th grade teacher telling me. Te voy a hablar en español a partir de ahora. Los. This is what I remember her saying. Gregorio, levántese. Cierra la boca. Siéntese. Which I think means something like, Greg, stand up, shut your mouth, now sit down. That's all I know in Spanish from the six years of Spanish it took. Besides uh, Somos Buenos Amigos and uh, a CSC. And that's the extent of my Did you go to college for this? Did you go to film school? No, I actually, I, I didn't. Uh, really? I, I wanted to make movies since I was like a kid, since I remember. My family was very conservative. They okay. didn't think like, there's no industry in Be an accountant. Something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they, something they that, you know, be, is real. Be a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. And I studied law. That's, oh, okay. that's what I did. Like oh, wow. Five years of law. Oh, so I finished my degree it's law. An intelligent um, guy over here. Okay. Mr. <laughs> law guy. That's why I don't like to make movies about lawyers. Right. Like <laughs> you lived that life, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't go to school for that. But how did you, like, but you always wanted to make movies. So when you were younger, you started making little things on your own? Yeah. I started to do, like, well, I was um, in the college, I mean, university. Sure. We there because sure. You don't have like the college. We, when we are 18, we enter in the university. Oh, okay. So uh, after high school, let's okay. say we enter. I was there and I started to, first of all, uh, I did acting. I, oh, I wanted to be in front of the camera at first. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh. to get to know everything. I want to be in front of the camera, I know. Uh, no, I, I, I was not really <laughs> that interested. But I thought it was a fun thing to get to know the other side. I always wanted to tell the story. And at some point, because it was the, the only thing that there was when, actually when I was 14, I, I joined like my first acting class. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was before it was, I even started it. So it was like, for you. I did it for a couple of years uh, in my school, uh, like 13, 14, yeah. 15. And that's, it's a funny story. I made like a scandal or something. I think they, that's why they stopped doing the Oh, really? Classes. In that school? <laughs> What'd you do? It was a Catholic school. So we are all kids. Uh, I was writing the script of the for this special thing that we were gonna do at the end of the of the year in my school. Um, I came up with this idea of like a kind of like Agatha Christie, Sherlock Holmes kind oh, of yeah. history. Sure. And of course, I needed girls because yeah. I had like a couples coming for a dinner, all the guests like sure. the, within the play right so i had no girls because we were like a boy yeah like, a boy uh, school. All school yeah so i just had this brilliant brilliant idea i went to a place that i knew a friend that had like a custom halloween things and i said i need like a lot of like wigs, wigs. and clothing for girls and sure <laughs> and the parents they didn't know oh <laughs> 
So, like, what are we watching? A drag show or something? I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. When the you know the curtain opened and yeah, it was pretty pretty uh, wild. That's so uh, funny. Yeah. And then they stopped good. the the theater program at that school after that. Soon yeah, after. <laughs> yeah. I, I, at the time, I didn't know. Now it's uh -huh. like, well, I think I, I may know why. Now, <laughs> when you think back, that it was like a big. Uh, like, you know? like back in Shakespearean times, that's what they did, right? Yeah. In Shakespeare times, the the boys would wear wigs. You know, to be the girls instead of, you know, having women be the, the, the character. But now, if you're going to play a woman role, you have to be female. Mm. If you're going to play a trans role, you have to be trans. You have to be, you know, whatever it is now. If you're going to write for a female, then you have to be a female to write for a female. Like, that's all these things now, which is like, complicated. it's complicated. <laughs> like, you know, how do people feel? I don't know how I feel about all that. You know, like I've written things before and I ask, you know, if I'm writing something for a Hispanic friend, I will ask my Hispanic friends, you know, how would I say this? What would I, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. That's what you do as for research as a writer. Yeah, you do the research. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't really need to research if you are like the character. Exactly. So I just thought, you know, but who knows? That's where things are going now. And is it a big difference filming over there that when you film in the U.S.? Yes, yes. Really? Yes. Like what are the differences? Different categories, I would say. Like, okay. uh, first of all, I mean, I haven't worked like in independent world here in, okay. in the U.S. because my experience is, uh, has been with a studio. Yeah, you poor thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it had to be a studio picture. They made $83 million, by the way, you know what I'm saying, if not more by now. But I'm, I'm sorry, but let's go back to the independent, you know, no, back in, in Spain. I mean, I think there is like some, I really enjoy the independent sure. world. You get a lot of control on that. I, yeah, you and have it feels a lot great. of control. Yeah. It's a little bit like uh, you don't have to address notes, really. Studio notes from the executives at the studio. Yes, you're, you're doing your thing. I mean, I understand when they do that sure. here in studio. We because obviously notes. it's a movie that has like a huge budget and you have to recover the money. Right, right. And you have to address notes in order to please all kind of audiences. Yes. That's the yes. process that works here. Yes. So that's the refreshing part when you work in Europe, in Spain, Far from all of that, is that you don't really have to think about what is politically correct or what can you or can't show right. to an audience, or if they are gonna really feel comfortable with a sequence or sure. understand it, or you just can't go with it. They champion the art. You want to be an artist, do your film the way you want it, and then you know people will want to watch it or not want to watch it, and that's how they look at it over there. I think that's the the freedom and the beauty. Uh, of working independently in, in Spain. Yeah. And I, I had a lot of thoughts about this process while I was working in, in, in the movie rings. And that's why actually I said, well, after this movie, I, I need to do something for myself. Right. Once. You couldn't wait anymore. You, you had to do something for yourself. The uh, wait was, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it was like, I actually enjoyed the process of this one. Despite budget-wise was, as you can imagine, really low, nothing oh. to do with that studio movie. Okay. Uh, but it is beautiful when you do that in a romantic way. Uh, at least I enjoy that because your creativity goes to another places. Yeah. Like, you know, when you have so many obstacles, yeah. it's, it's a challenge. I mean, I remember shooting the weight uh, at the very end. We have a sequence that is crazy. I mean, either, either you make it like right and works. Right. Or the whole movie right. falls apart. Right. Uh, that's the kind of thing that if you do like an environment with a lot of investment and producers and studio behind, yeah. they would be very nervous and they would probably say like, well, this ending, it's, it's not going to happen. You know? it's, right. It's too risky to shoot because maybe it looks goofy or you never know to right. shoot the thing. So those kind of risks, yeah. you just can't go for it. Yes. You can go and try something that, I mean, 
it, it was like a, a tricky day when we were shooting that. And we all knew. Can imagine. I talked to all the crew and I said, like, look, we have to do this right now. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Right. And everything so far is pretty good. The whole movie really hinges on that big piece, that set piece. And it's really tricky. And then, I mean, you have options. And yeah. obviously, you're thinking when you're like, especially when you're the writer director, you're yes. thinking like in the hotel the day before, maybe I should just <laughs> change this. Oh, madness. yeah, exactly. Be safe and have like a, a movie that it's going to be okay, man. Yeah, there is something cool about saying, you know, That's great. we're going to try that. And you're in a bunch of uh, festivals coming up. Yes. Well, tell me some of the festivals. Yes. yes, we're officially starting the world premiere. It's going to be in Oldenburg Film Festival. Oldenburg. Yeah. Is that like Germany? A, yeah, Germany is like a European Sundance. Yeah, the it's, European Sundance. That's huge. It's, it's a very brave festival, I think. That's why I wanted to send it. It's very, and you're opening it. Yeah. yeah wow, opening film. Well, no, no, not opening. It's like opening worldwide. Like, oh, oh, worldwide there. It's a world, world, oh. worldwide premiere. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's great to yeah, do it yeah, there. Yeah. My God. No, it is It is like, a, and it's a cool festival because they encourage to do these The brave, you know, take the these chances. Exactly. Like so I think that's important. Oh, wow. That's kind of a statement. I'm very happy that they like the movie. And that's great. Championing the movie there. So uh, that will be the first one starting the 13th to the 17th of September. Okay. That's my birthday. It's the 17th. So. Oh, good. Yeah, so it's going to be great. closing gala. It's going to be closing gala. Think of me. Yes, exactly. Then the 21st. Yes. We have the North American premiere in Austin. Austin. Fantastic Fest. Really? Yeah. It's great. I think for fantasy films, is like, you know, it's the best yeah. here in the US. It's, it's wonderful. It has, it's a lot of uh, projection and everybody knows. Good. Like, and it has like a great selection of movies with all kind of like covering all the spectrum of fantasy. So it's very cool. It will be that okay, one cool. is from the 21st to the 28th. Okay. And then I go back to one week later to Europe and I do the premiere in Barcelona. Barcelona! Jazz Film Festival. Wow. It's another one I love because I grew up watching movies there when I was sure. a kid. I heard film got the main award in that festival. Really? Before the fall? The, the short film. Oh, the short film. Short film. The short film was Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Brazil. I remember yes, Brazil. Yes, okay, yes. okay. It's on YouTube right now. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So you have all these big festivals. I mean, that's that's a... And you're going to be busy for like three weeks of, of yeah. festivals. And yeah. Stuff. Probably more because then we have other ones coming. Oh, yeah. These yeah. are the three the, main ones. The three main ones. like the, the world premiere, the North American yes. premiere. Yes. Um, this premiere in Spain. Wow. So, that's a Seville one. That's a different one in Spain, right? Uh, no, this is in, we shoot in Seville. Oh, we did? Uh, yeah, we, oh. did it. we shoot in Seville. Look at me with my Spanish knowledge. Yeah, but this is in Sitges, in Barcelona. In Barcelona. They speak a lot of Catalan there, so your Spanish won't, it won't uh, help you there. It won't help me there? Yeah. Gregorio, levantese. Señor la boca, siéntese. Okay, I'll know that. I won't I won't go there with my, you know, <laughs> Spanish. Okay, no big deal. Um, directing style. Who do you liken your style to? Like, for example, I know some like to rule in fear and like some like to rule in love. For example, Michael Bay, big director. Some people say that he could have been a yeller on the set. Whereas people like Clint Eastwood, when he's directing, he's more like, okay, well, we're uh, going to let the camera start rolling. And whenever you're ready, start <laughs> acting. Like, you know, he's like, you know, let, let the people do what they want to do. Like, how do you... <laughs> How I do, know that. How do you direct? What's your style? Like, you know, what do people, what do you like to portray to people? I think I'm closer to Clint Eastwood than to... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Direct like me. I'm not very, like, 
into gelling. I mean, I have to gel when we are like, you know, too, too chill. Oh, yes. You know? yes. <laughs> like, if you feel it's not, yeah. <laughs> and then I take over. My first idea is not like pushing everything. I just take over and I do it myself. Pretty much of a control freak. Yes, so a control freak, yeah. all my eyes are all over the place. Oh. So uh, everybody knows. Yes. And said that oh, I okay. Pretty much. Well, you've also done everything. You'd like to do all the roles yourself. So you you yeah. know the movie. You're, you're, you're writing it. You're directing it. You're producing it. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it is good. I mean, I think it's usually uh, the sets uh, are great. I think the level of work is high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I mean, I have a lot of sense of humor and when there's chaos, I laugh. It's good. You, you go the opposite. When everyone when everything's falling apart and yeah. everyone's losing their, their shit, you're yeah. like, you know, laughing and it lightens the mood real quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. speaking of mood also, isn't it true that you direct your lovers in the bedroom and you about to have sex? You're like, and action. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Now you're going back to Germany for one of your festivals there with the old girlfriend. Is she near that area? No. Well, she's in Berlin, oh, okay. which is very interesting because was the premiere of Before the Fall was in Berlin. Was in Berlin, yes. One year One after year, yes. we were there together. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I mean... Just trying to figure out the love life of Javier. It's, like, yeah. Uh, well, Julia is still, is still there. Your friends? But, yeah, I haven't talked to her. It was sorry, Julia. Um, if you want to say hi to Javier when he's in Germany, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Just say hi. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Oldenburg will be the yes. city. And Oldenburg, yeah. <laughs> travel from Berlin to Oldenburg. Not that far of a travel. Uh, maybe just shoot an email first instead of, just driving, instead of driving all the way there. Poor guy, you're going to be there and you're like, remember me, you bastard. No, <laughs> As, as long as I've known you, you've always been the no. sweetheart of a guy. She's so I'm sure that she, you know, does yeah, not, no one hates no. you. You're not somebody who people hate. So, you know. Um, it's like a movie. It's like, portrayed like a movie sequence. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> F. Javier. I, by the way, F. Because there's another Javier Gutierrez who's an actor. Oh, yeah, actor. he's an actor. So, yes. you, and so you came after him. Yeah. So you had to do the F. Kind of like at the same time. Oh. But I was in short films, so I wasn't oh. that popular. Right. Obviously. Yes. And then, uh, I think after, before the fall, my first movie, he exploded. So now oh. this thing is very big. So I always kept the F. Just yes. Is it yes. It's my grandfather's name, Francisco. Francisco. So I always like to keep it. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah. But yeah. It actually, it's practical now because it yes. makes a little bit of a it, difference, it, right? And by the way, because out here, because you can't, if you're an actor, uh, Michael Douglas, the actor Michael Douglas. Yeah. Um, that was his name. He was an actor. He was a, And then there was this other guy named Michael Douglas who was up and coming, and he went to get a sack. I was like, no, you, we can't have two Michael Douglases. You have to have a different name. So he changed the. Michael Keaton. Oh. So Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas, but he can't keep his own name because Michael Douglas had his name already. So he had to become, so he said, I'll, I like Buster Keaton is a big fan. I'm a big fan of his. So I'm going to take Keaton as my last name and I'm Michael Keaton. That's so funny. I didn't know that story. Uh, that's, that's what you learned the big things when you come on Linsanity podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Great. That's pretty great. <laughs> Javier Gutierrez, thank you so much for being on the pod, buddy. I really thank appreciate you. it. And congratulations. Good luck with everything. I can't thank wait. You. I can't wait. Yes. For the wait. <laughs> okay. Worked all day for that one.